people have visited this website, so we have a pop-up straight away. Okay. In Clavio, very in tune with knowing if the person's been to your site before. If they've been before, then they don't show it. It's really simple setup. From a technical perspective, Clavio, hands down, is the best sort of tool I've used. Welcome to the 10K Collective podcast for six, seven and eight figure Amazon and e-commerce sellers, part of the amazing FBA podcast family. If you want to scale fast, target a seven figure exit and enjoy the process, then keep listening. Today's sponsor is Eva, the most intelligent Amazon scaling toolkit online. Amazon sellers need exact, quick-to-read profit reports. Many sellers already pay a lot of money for these. Eva has world-class finance analytics with crystal-clear graphs included at no extra cost. Eva serves hundreds of seven-figure sellers, averaging a 51% increase in profits. To get a 15-day free trial, just go to amazingfba.com forward slash Eva. That's amazingfba.com. BA.com forward slash EVA. So tell us about email marketing, because obviously blogs driving a lot to start with, then you add in the affiliate program, which is fascinating and, and obviously working really well for you. You're driving significant numbers in you know relatively early stages of a business still only what three years in not even that but the email marketing so you said that you didn't even bother to set up email capture when you first started blogging and getting traffic which you regretted by the sound of it so you did yeah. set it up at some point what prompted you to set it up and how do you use it and what results are you get actually i have to confess my email capture on my blog is I'm setting it up again. I did have it and I stopped using it, which is really awful. But actually the the success we've had with email marketing is actually on the brand. And Orly Clavio is the go-to tool, whether you're Shopify or WooCommerce, it doesn't matter. But Clavio is a great email tool which you can use for abandoned carts. You can set up you can set up flows which a whole series of, if someone's gone to the site, not abandoned, you can set up a flow of emails to be sent to them, offering a discount, et cetera. The usual stuff that you'll see on a Shopify or WooCommerce store. You can even do like pop-ups to get to the site. You offer a discount code so people can enter their email and, and actually get an email, get the discount code. So what we've done is we did do some paid marketing to push people to the site. And because we get well, we now get okay numbers to the site. The first 18 months, still fairly low traffic to the brand. But what we do now is we have all these automated flows for the emails already in place, like replenishment flows. So whether someone buys one tub, two, three, or six tubs, depending on the time, 30 days in, we send an email, do you want to buy another one? Getting low. And then that's how we remind people to buy again. But we also do campaigns. So about once a month, it's actually less than many D2C brands, but I didn't want to, maybe the wrong word, but just keep sending out promotional emails to people. We wanted to, we didn't want to first train customers to get used to an email coming to give them a discount, firstly. And secondly, we didn't want to just bombard people's email email address with, right, oh, this week, 10% off, or this week, 15, we'll buy this. So we send out one a month and we were very sort of purposeful on the one we send out. So 
we send one out and it, we're offering anything from 15 to 20% coupon. And the email campaigns and the flows are responsible for about 30% of the monthly turnover on the WooCommerce store. So not the total business, but just on the WooCommerce. Yeah, still that's a substantial amount. I, that sounds like a huge success to me. So just briefly, how, so again, talk, talk me through the, the funnel, I suppose, one way of putting it, you don't really have much email capture on the blog. So where are you actually getting yeah. email addresses from? It's just people who bought from you. Is that right? Is that yeah, amazing? people have visited. Yeah, people have visited this website. So we have a pop-up straight away. Okay. And Clavio are very in tune with knowing if the person's been to your site before. If they've been before, then they don't show it. It's really simple setup. From a technical perspective, Clavio hands down is the best sort of tool I've used. So yeah, we, we do that. We have it. So we, the more traffic we can get to our blog, potentially the bigger the email list. So this is something we're exploring with different strategies like Pinterest, actually. And Pinterest is an interesting one. We do a little bit of paid at the moment to get people to the brand. And then they put the email address. So we, we've just started doing this. So we don't have any data to, to really show if the ROI is there, but it's something we're, we're playing with. But we, yeah, we, we, that the email campaigns, like the promos we mentioned when we, we, we spoke before, we can generate anything from ten to twenty thousand dollars from a couple of emails, which even I find crazy to be honest. It's amazing. That that sounds um, like the, the promised land of email marketing that's been uh, always been a promise ever since the internet existed, or as we said, like before the World Wide Web yeah. even existed. That's amazing that you're actually achieving that. And it sounds like a lot of yeah. it's um, about that missing piece. Again, if you're Amazon type focused seller, I'm not saying if you're listening, you don't have your own D2C. A lot of people do if you're a serious uh, e-commerce operator, but the mentality that Amazon generates is you get a lead. It's a bit like you're smoking five pound note or <laughs> like you, you light your cigar with a 50 pound note and then throw it out the door and then start again because you assume you can't get people to come yeah. back and revisit. Whereas what you're doing is, it's not exactly retargeting in, in terms of using Facebook or Google. It's better because it's your own list, but you are going back to people who've abandoned the cart and say, I noticed you didn't buy your thing. Can you buy that? That's yeah. the classic way of making use of a lead, which is not yet a customer. And then you go back to customers yeah. and saying, by the way, you're about to run out just to let you know. And that is a service, by the way. I bought supplements before that I thought were quite good and I just didn't get around to buying them again. Not for any yeah. sort of dislike of the product i just didn't get around to it i just got distracted so it is serving people i think if, if you're and to your yeah. point of again to sort of circle back around to what you've done with creating a, a product i was gonna say brand that's too abstract you created the product and i guess we'll create other products that you really believe in enough to take it yourself and you're willing to spend a lot yeah. more money on the ingredients that you then you could get away with you can feel very good i think about promoting a brand like that to people and i think again that comes across if you're just doing a salesy job I think people sense it, the words you use, the way you come across a video. I, I don't know. There's something about the generically salesy versus somebody who really believes in something that I think comes across. And I think that, again, you can, with great integrity, approach people on your list in a way that if you're just flogging something for a percentage of their sales, yeah, you just it's, can't have the same feeling, can you? In, in my experience. Yeah. What's interesting, though, is, again, because I, I'm not actually a, a salesman. And so there is, and being British, there is this rather bashful, yeah, oh, look, I take it. Would you like to give it a go type? You have to get over that, especially as it, it's mostly a US audience we, we sell the, the product to. 
And, and so there is a big difference, as we know, between even just in culturally, in terms of how in your face you are in the US compared to the UK. So that's interesting one. And actually, I was reluctant to do any video, in fact, even podcasts, because I, it makes me uncomfortable, if I'm honest. So it's good to be on here and then to get over it. And secondly, I was there thinking, if I'm a, a British guy on video talking to Americans, is it going to have that appeal? Is there going to be, is there, is there going to be a disconnect between what they're expecting out of an American produced product and an American company? And you got some bold headed English guy talking to them on the other end of the, of the camera. Yeah. yeah it's interesting. interesting. Yeah, yeah. I guess, uh, again, that, that sort of comes to the heart of the personal branding thing, doesn't it? Again, you could have hired, if you're doing a generic kind of beauty brand, you could, you don't even need to hire, you could just go to Pixabay or any of the free photo sites, or even these days you get free videos as well. And, or you could pay iStock or Shutterstock or whatever, but generic picture of an absolutely beautiful, indistinguishable for anybody else, woman or man with a Photoshop picture for you, them holding your supplements bottle. And and they would just feel like you're on any Amazon supplements listing ever. And I would say yeah. that's a huge mistake because Rick Cesari, so I'm endorsing your approach, by the way, to the hilt here. So I hope you're feeling better about this, but I would also say that the reason I'm saying it's the learning for the audience, I think is so critical. Rick Cesari, who was behind the, the Lingui grilling machine, going to a billion dollars in sales, Sonic, toothbrush, and GoPro. All of them, I believe, mm. at least hundreds of millions, the last two probably billion. Yes. So seriously affected Mark. So very nice guy. Not at all what you'd expect from the American Mark. So very thoughtful, but got a biology mm. degree, quite an intellectual chap. But he says different is better than good. Or different is better than better, in fact, which is really important. So if you're owning who you are in whatever follically challenged or whatever you look like. I remember the first time I did a video for the podcast, like about five years ago, and I looked back at it. I was so disappointed. I didn't look handsome or like a daytime TV presenter. I just looked like me, a bit rough, a bit stubbly. It was cold, so my skin was looking horrible. And I've got used to getting over that. And it's very interesting that you're going through that journey. And I would endorse that because I think to anyone listening or watching, I would say, it's a lot easier to embrace being you as a unique thing than it is to be something mm. you're not anyway. And being British in America, some people might be anti-British. A lot of Americans seem to be Anglophiles. I don't even know why. They seem to love the accent. Yeah. I don't get yeah. why, but I'm, I'll take it. In the end, you'll find that there will be people yeah. out there who think you're more intelligent because you sound English. You will actually buy your products when they wouldn't have bought it from an American. Mm. So there you go. An un- yeah. Unforced endorsement. You probably don't need my blessing because you're doing very well without it but i think that really ties us i think neatly back to the beginning of your brand and that the fact that you run a personal journey that you've embraced the personal brand thing despite the fact that you feel a bit uncomfortable about it because it also feels honest and and truthful and i think there's a lot about your brand that that authenticity i feel is probably a lot of the success lies on that Uh, do you think that's right do you what what do you think what do you attribute your success so far to yeah i to a large degree, yes. I also think it's what's going to, in a way, future-proof it more than, say, like a generic brand. Because I had a, a really good sort of, well, a number of sessions with a guy that does, it's is mentoring, business coaching. And he was saying to me that you have to embrace what's different in terms of how are you going to stand out from other brands that have a massive media budget or advertising budget and the fact is the usp or for our brand is the fact that the the personal story 
is legitimate. It's actually, it's not fake marketing. There's, there's pictures of me doing triathlon when I was back in the day, super fit. And there's pictures of me looking awful from chronic fatigue. So there's, there's, and then there's the writing. Yeah. If anyone's going to write for two or three years about this, just because they're going to try faking it, God, you deserve a medal. Yeah, yeah, that's the you, thing. You have to like enjoy in, it. Yeah. I think you're right. In the end, you, you make an excellent point, which is that actually faking enthusiasm is exhausting after a while. Mm. It, it actually, again, the point we made before, but worth reiterating, you're probably just not going to stick with something that, it, it, whilst it may be challenging and you don't enjoy all the things, you basically feel you're on a bit of a mission about, and you clearly are on a bit of a yeah. mission about this, your personal journey, which we haven't delved into that much. And, and by the way, personal journey only matters if it connects to the personal journey of the listener or watch or consumer of the product, I would say. Yes. And, and we are talking to yep. entrepreneurs today. So we haven't dwelt on the chronic fatigue thing because that isn't relevant to their audience, for example. Whereas yep. quite a lot of American style marketing, if they fall into the wrong way of doing it, I think becomes very much about, I'm going to tell my story because I love telling my story. That's, if I may say so, an American fault relative to the Brits. I, I fall into this as well, so I'm probably quite like yeah. that. It's a bit of an error because nobody really cares about you. They may think they do. He's, what they yeah. care about is their projected version of themselves in your story. So if you're an exactly. entrepreneur, don't tell me about your chronic fatigue syndrome. If you're talking about yep. why I should buy your super greens tonic, don't tell me about your story as an entrepreneur. Tell me about yeah. your story as a weekend warrior triathlete that then hit hard times. And so that's the other thing is yeah. that get a bit wrong is that you've got to relate to your audience. It's basic human stuff. Uh, you know what? I'm loving this. I, we better draw this to a close. I could talk to you all day because there's a lot about your journey that's very, even from the entrepreneurial perspective, just without trying hard to be different, you're just different to the average. And it is automatically more engaging, I would say. And I love what you've done with the brand and yeah. I look forward to seeing where you're at in a year or, or two years time. So just Great. quickly, we ought to just talk about a couple of things you offer. Now, first thing is those of you who are UK based or outside the US who really want to try Adam's um, supplement, the bad news is it's not available to you. Now, there's nothing that makes something more attractive than being unavailable, <laughs> but this is not a marketing ploy. It says the stock's in the US and we can't really get it to you. So if well, you are US based, oh, or is that wrong? Yeah, Have you got actually, a solution? We, we don't ship to every country, but we can ship to the UK. It's just obviously the, the shipping cost and it does take yeah. a little, little bit of time, yeah, but yeah, so we, we can get it to the UK, but it, it is, the brand is, is sort of mostly based in the US. So, okay. So look, yeah. so for US listeners, it's a simple one, which you can go to if you want to check out the product and if nothing else, I think you should experience what it's like to be the consumer of a product. If you're even vaguely interested in the supplement space. And I think there is still a lot of, of money to be made in it. I've, I've had clients recently who did a nice seven figure exit from Amazon based business, which is a couple of supplement based businesses um, or one of them was. So still a space worth exploring. And if you go to supergreentonic, T-O-N-I-K for kilo.com and use the code AmazingFBA, you'll get a discount. I don't know how much, <laughs> are we getting a massive discount or what's the, uh, the deal there? Yeah, actually, it, it should be a 15% discount. Yeah, which is so, pretty yeah. serious when you've got an expensive, high-quality supplement. So if you want to yeah. check that out, more importantly, those who are considering selling supplements, which I know is there's always a healthy percentage of people that are considering it because it has a lot of the characteristics. Yes, yeah, hyper-competitive, true, and there's compliance issues, so definite obvious downsides, but it, it has renewable built into it, which is just huge, I think, isn't it? If you want to get a consultancy, I've got a, a terribly complicated bitly link here let's just redirect amazingfba.com forward slash adam Wright. w-r-i 
GHT and they will get you 30% discount for consulting. I understand you don't really do consulting for anyone else anywhere. So this is something you're no. just starting up. Is that right? Yeah, I've had, I've had since I wrote about my journey, I've had three or four guys reach out to me and say they've created their own brands and they were inspired by my journey. So it's wow, amazing. In fact, yeah, in fact, one of them was an affiliate of ours and he's gone ahead and created his own brand. It's great. He's doing really well. So yeah, I, because I had a few people reach out, I just thought I wasn't intending to do any consultancy or offer a one hour consultancy, consultancy session for people who basically want a roadmap and want access to the sort of the resources and actually who to use, whether it's fulfillment, manufacturing, legal, in, insurance, this, yeah, everything we can discuss on that call. Nice. Yeah. And the nitty gritty stuff that we haven't really addressed yeah. on today. And I, I feel like I'm okay with that because we, we address an awful lot of nitty gritty stuff with people who are experts in fulfilling manufacturing or whatever else. And they're absolutely critical. But I think for me that the strategic or the sort of general more organic journey, if you like, is actually the unique thing. And I've really enjoyed exploring that with you today, Adam. It's been uh, fascinating and refreshing that you're not really trying to push your consultancy very much, but I certainly yeah. feel that if anyone's exploring this, particularly if they're British based, they want to sell in America, that particular set of mm. hurdles and that a lot of the people in the mastermind and, and the listeners and watchers are in that situation, they'd mm. be well advised to talk to somebody who's been there and done that, as indeed would be anyone based in the US, right? I presume that US based yeah. folks would also benefit from that as well. Yes, for sure. Great. Look, um, being quite a marathon, thank you for being willing to, <laughs> to do such a long interview. I just Honestly, just keeping going because I'm finding just a lot of fascinating stuff here. So if you're listening and watching with us live, uh, obviously uh, video is a, not a very ab absorbable way of absorbing a massive long interview like that. So well done for your stamina if you're still here. But if you're listening to the podcast, we'll, we'll split it up into various bits because I feel like there's a lot of stuff about the journey of developing a brand, about developing an audience and lots of things here that, that are fascinating to go and, and take away and ponder on. So Lots of food for thought. Adam, thank you so much for coming on, especially if you don't like podcasts. It's been very to being willing to put yourself out in the limelight here and fascinating stuff. So thank you so much for coming on live with us. Thank you. I've enjoyed it. It's been good. Hey folks, Michael Vesey here from the 10K Collective Podcast, the place to be for six, seven and eight figure Amazon sellers, a member of the amazing FBA family of podcasts. So today we are still talking about direct-to-consumer marketing. Today's the last of uh, the bits of an interview I did with Adam Wright of Super Green Tonic. Really devoted the week to this because I just felt that, first of all, um, it was important to hear from an actual practitioner of e-commerce, not just an advisor or an agency or a SaaS product owner. I, I know we have a lot of those on the show and no apologies for bringing on experts in particular areas, but it's great to hear from those at the coalface. The second reason is because we want to... Um, really make sure that I'm serving all of those out there who focus on Amazon selling, but my goodness, they really want to get off Amazon. They want to sell the direct to consumer. And if that's you, today's going to be a useful episode. We're talking about email marketing for D2C e-commerce, um, how to capture emails, how to use them to, as Adam put it, send an email and make 10 to $20,000 worth of sales. Pretty cool situation to be in. If you want to learn how, then keep listening and enjoy the show. Thanks for listening to the 10K Collective podcast for six and seven figure Amazon sellers. I really hope you found the show helpful to you. Please don't forget to subscribe to the show. And if you're on Apple Podcasts, please do leave us a quick star rating. 
It will take you all of 30 seconds to do it, but it does mean we can be found by and help many more e-commerce business builders. I wish you fast and profitable scaling, and I hope you enjoy the process of building your seven-figure Amazon business. Thanks very much for listening.